Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Wednesday, November 30th, and this is People Every Day. Hello out there, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, with you as always. I know there are some major snowstorms happening out there all the way from Washington State and Oregon over to Minnesota and Wisconsin. If you're impacted, I'm sending some warm thoughts and energy your way. We've got a very special show in store for you. Today, we announced our People of the Year, and I am very excited about this week's issue and the four individuals selected, especially since yours truly sat down for an interview with one of them. Very excited. But first, let's get to what's making headlines. We begin with some sad news that broke just a few hours ago. Fleetwood Mac's Christine McVie has died. A statement was released on social media that read, quote, on behalf of Christine McVie's family, it is with a heavy heart we are informing you of Christine's death. She passed away peacefully at a hospital this morning, Wednesday, November 30th, 2022, following a short illness. She was in the company of her family. The statement went on to ask for privacy for McVie's family and asked everyone to, quote, keep Christine in their hearts and remember the life of an incredible human being and revered musician who was loved universally. McVie, of course, was a singer, songwriter, and keyboardist in Fleetwood Mac's 70s heyday, but got her start as the lead vocalist of Chicken Shack, a British blues rock band. As part of the ever-evolving and legendary band Fleetwood Mac, McVie wrote and sang two of the band's breakthrough pop hits in 1975, Over My Head and Say You Love Me. Shortly after news began to spread this afternoon, Fleetwood Mac released a statement saying, quote, There are no words to describe our sadness at the passing of Christine McVie. She was truly one of a kind, special, and talented beyond measure. She was the best musician anyone could have in their band and the best friend anyone could have in their life. We were so lucky to have a life with her. Individually and together, we cherish Christine deeply and are thankful for the amazing memories we have. She will be so very missed. Christine McVie, you guys, she was 79 years old. Moving on to a story that was all over my timeline last night. Yesterday, the Senate passed the Respect for Marriage Act. The bill is a congressional attempt to codify or make official in written law permanent protection of same-sex marriage. The measure received bipartisan support from 12 Republican senators voting in its favor. The bill, after it is signed into law by President Joe Biden, will repeal the Defense of Marriage Act, or DOMA, a 1996 law that said the federal federal government will not recognize any same-sex marriages performed by states. While it hasn't been enforced thanks to the landmark Supreme Court decisions in United States v. Windsor and Obergefell v. Hodges, DOMA still exists on the books, which means it could be reinstated if the conservative-leaning Supreme Court overturned the precedent. This was a fear amongst the LGBTQ plus community after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade earlier this year, especially since Justice Clarence Thomas wrote that the court should reconsider the landmark same-sex marriage cases. Because the Senate made some minor tweaks to the bill in order to achieve bipartisan support, the new RFMA language will need to be reapproved by the House before Biden signs
signs it into law. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer announced Tuesday that he plans to hold a vote on the amended bill as early as December 6th. What a nice change of pace to hear some good news coming out of D.C. Now, with December just a day away, it is the perfect time to take a look back at the people who left their mark on 2022 in this week's People of the Year issue. As we near the final weeks in 2022, we must take a look back in the rearview mirror to acknowledge the moments from changemakers who have influenced our hearts and minds and even policies this year. In this week's issue, we are proud to present our People of the Year issue, which features four incredible visionaries in Hollywood, Matthew McConaughey, Quinta Brunson, Mila Kunis, and Jennifer Hudson, who have all used their platforms to be a beacon of light to the world around them. And here with me now is someone who's no stranger to this show and someone who also inspires those around her, People's Editor-in-Chief, Wendy Noggle, who, I have to say, penned a beautiful, heartwarming editor's letter about why this issue means so much to her. Hey, Wendy, welcome back to the show. Hi, thank you for the lovely introduction. You're so, so welcome. So let's start with the incomparable Matthew McConaughey. Beloved fans of his know that he never shies away from his Texas roots. And in the aftermath of the Robb Elementary School massacre, he quickly jumped into action to help as the city of Uvalde mourned. What stood out the most to you about what he shared? We all know his Texas roots, but I had forgotten that he was from Uvalde. When they heard the news, he and his wife, Camilla, they quickly talked on the phone. And Camilla said, like, she was in London. She said, I'm coming home. We have to go. And he said, yeah, oh, yes, we do. And what was so touching is they went and they didn't even have a plan. They just knew how important it was to get there and to connect with these families, just reaching out to them on such a personal level. He was very respectful of how can they lead? What do they need? And the heartbreaking moment, but was also an opportunity when he realized these families did not want to hear, I'm so sorry. But when they said, tell me about your kid, they lit up, they, they found joy again. And that was how they really figured out they could help. They could help make sure that these kids' lives mattered. And he took those stories with him to Washington. So we go there and I had to remind myself many times, Matthew, you ain't gotta be an expert on freaking gun control, man. You don't have to be, I sound like a lawyer who knows the points and the constitutional right. I, and I, and trust me, I studied, I did as much crash course as I could and already had opinions and some knowledge of it. But I was like, no, remember what you guys, you're going there as, as, as a human, as a dad, as, a, as an American, as somebody who's got kids that go to school and hopes that, would hope this wouldn't happen anymore. Another big news moment that happened and continues to be on everyone's mind is the ongoing war in Ukraine. And folks everywhere are still, you know, doing what they can to help in that area. And Mila Kunis, who is Ukrainian, joined in that fight, another one of our people of the year. So to pitch in, she mobilized Stand with Ukraine, a nonprofit organization, and helped raise over $37 million for refugees in need. So what spoke to you about her year? You know, she was sitting watching the news like so many of us, horrified by seeing the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And friends started reaching out to her saying, who should I donate to? How can I help? And she thought, well, I don't actually know the answer. And if I don't know, other people aren't going to know. And it was kind of that aha moment that led her to figure out how she could help 
the outpouring of support get to the people of Ukraine. I was so impressed at how open she was by being honest about like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to fundraise. But instead, she really persevered through that. And she got something set up and she partnered with some organizations. And, you know, to date, she's raised $37 million. I mean, that is huge. I think it's another example of it's okay if you don't know how to approach something, you can dive in and still make a really big difference. When I look at what's happening in a country, whether it's Iran with what's happening there or what's happening currently in Ukraine or in so many other places in the world right now, I think that um, that asking people if they need help and, and sometimes just not asking, but just volunteering help and doing it, we should just be doing as a standard norm. I don't think it should be associated with catastrophes. Well, another person whose story has impacted our life is the Jennifer Hudson. She recently made history as the 17th person overall and the youngest female to achieve the coveted EGOT status. And now she is a talk show host as well. She's endured so many things from, you know, being a single mom and, and of course, losing some family members to gun violence. And in this issue, she says her life is like hopping on a roller coaster every day. So how does her story fit the bill as to what person of the year is for people? Jennifer Hudson was someone who came back from such incredible tragedy and really rose to new heights. What impressed me about her is winning an EGOT, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, that's no small thing. And she did it by age 41. I mean, that that's incredible in and of itself. But I was really amazed that it wasn't just the acting and the singing. It really came through her producing and all of her talents that she brought to the fore. Well, what's funny is people are like, I mean, well, what is there left to do? You know, it's like, you got the EGOT. So it's kind of the reverse, you know, it's kind of the reverse. Like, okay, so you're done, you got the EGOT, you know? And it's like, actually, I'm not done. <laughs> but I feel like, you know, it opens the, the space for me to be able to be able to pick and choose more of what I want to do. And in her new talk show, her goal is to really give a platform to people to have a space, to have these conversations, to bring these issues and bring people together. And so it really is such a story of triumph that is such a hallmark of what we think of when we try to select all of our people of the year. Well, I don't want to go too deep into this one because we're going to hear straight from her. But our fourth person of the year, our youngest person of the year, is Quinta Brunson. Of course, coming off of the success of Abbott Elementary, she's been everywhere and has won Emmys. She's a spokesperson for Olay now. I actually sat down with her for this interview that you guys are going to hear soon. But Wendy, what do you love so much about her journey? Well, as she talks about in her fantastic interview with you is that (laughs) it really is, you know, this is a show that is designed to bring people together. She really wanted to find a show and create a show where her grandfather, her mother, her young nephew, herself could all sit down, love the show and laugh together. And that really struck me of what a gift that is to find Mm. that moment in the week. This is a network show. This isn't out of reach for anybody on a streamer. You don't have to pay an extra fee to subscribe. You can watch the show together and laugh together. And I think in these times that we live in, that is such an incredible gift and something that she has brought together while she's also celebrating 
teachers in Philly and even getting the, the network to give money back to teachers rather than spend all that money on a marketing budget, you know, check, check, check. She checked all the boxes yep. for being one of our people of the year. All the boxes. Wendy, thank you so much for coming on. This is such a wonderful list. You can check out these stories on our website, you guys, and be sure to pick up a copy on newsstands Friday. Thanks, Wendy. Thank you. Isn't Wendy the best? Like we just mentioned, I was the lucky lady to sit down with Quinta Brunson for our People of the Year issue. After the break, I'll share some of that interview where we talked about the incredible success of Abbott Elementary, what it's like winning Emmys, and of course, the story behind why she named her character Janine. (laughs) You know I had to do it. So stay right there. We're joined by Quinta right after the break. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, where are my Quinta Brunson fans at? Or maybe you're a huge fan of Janine Teagues, the hopelessly optimistic second grade teacher she plays on ABC's hit sitcom, Abbott Elementary. Well, you guys should know I am a big fan of both. So I was so excited to be able to sit down with Quinta for our People of the Year issue and discuss what a year it's been for her as the Emmy-winning creator, writer, showrunner, and star of the show that is bringing everyone together around the TV screen again. And chatting with the 32-year-old star during her gorgeous photo shoot in L.A. for this issue, she was just wonderful, organically funny and real about it all from her humble beginnings as a struggling improv actress and content creator from Philly to now being on first name basis with Oprah. I want you all to hear her surprising and inspiring journey for yourself. So without further ado, here is a shortened version of my interview with Quinta Brunson, aka my fellow Janine from this week's People of the Year cover story. Well, hi, Quinta. How are you? How are you feeling right now? Great and honored to be featured in People as one of their People of the Year. This has been a great shoot, great location. I feel good. I'm I'm actually looking forward to slowing down a little bit in this next year. That's a really big ambition of mine to slow down. <laughs> so it is almost 2023, but thinking back to one year ago, did any of this year's accomplishments make your list of New Year's resolutions last year? No, not necessarily. Um, My main priority was just making Abbott, and that was kind of the only thing I was focused on. So everything else has been exciting additions to, to the plan. But I think it's great because all of the things that have been happening have been because I got to make Abbott and got to kind of make that the way I wanted to and yeah. make a good show with some good people. 
All right, so take me into the Abbott Elementary origin story and keep it real with me. Like, what did it take to bring that show to life and who didn't see the vision? To be honest, I didn't have to deal with much of I don't see it. I would say there was one other network that will remain nameless that I think didn't understand the value of it. But that's how it goes. That's not abnormal when you're selling shows. ABC won that bidding war because they saw a little bit more value in it. I was fortunate in that a lot of people saw the vision and the value right away. It's not always a common L.A. story, most certainly not a common L.A. story for, uh, you know, Black creators. But I think that's a sign that times are changing, that it wasn't that hard for me. So shameless follow-up question here, but why name your main character Janine? <laughs> As a Janine, I have to ask. You want to know my... I want the real answer. I'm, I have no choice but to tell the truth. <laughs> I thought Janine is... Hear me out. I thought it's, it's one of the dweebiest names. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I mean that with love. It's such an endearing... <laughs> An endearing dweeby name. Mm -hmm. Like Janine is the cute. It's just cute. And I thought that I had one friend named Janine and it's easy to get. It's an easy name to hug, but it's also an easy name to get mad at. Like Janine. It's something about the J and the N. It's just it's 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 I don't know. It's just it was easy to see her as both. A dweeb and someone who everyone needed to give a hug to. I hope that's not offensive. I actually love that answer. And don't worry, my sister has always made fun of my name, so I'm used to it. But what about your name? Where's that come from? My name's really simple. I'm the fifth child, and they weren't necessarily creative, my parents. (laughs) But I love it. Like, my siblings, they all have really, you know, names that mean things, and they have a lot to live up to. (laughs) My name was just a number, and I could kind of decide it meant whatever I wanted to. (laughs) Well, long before Abbott, you made a name for yourself as a content creator, making comedy sketches on Instagram and BuzzFeed, my favorite being the one from 2014 where you say, oh, he got money, (laughs) which became a viral meme. But what was life like for you back then? Oh, I was uh, was doing improv around L.A. and broke, very broke, very, 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 very broke at that time, like... Um, I've talked about it before, but a hearty meal was like a banana and a cup of noodles. If I get two bananas in one day, <laughs> I was doing well. I was like, oh, the potassium is through the <laughs> roof, some sustenance. But I still loved comedy so much. It takes so much confidence to pursue a career in comedy. But where do you get your confidence from? I was a very confident kid. I think that that's pretty much been in me since the beginning. I think my parents always taught me to, you know, look at people and situate. Everything's just equal. Like nothing seems that intimidating enough for me to not be confident. I think the most intimidating situation I was in recently was like, I met Malala. Yeah, Malala is a big deal. Uh, What's been the biggest deal for your husband, Kevin? What's been his Quinta highlight from this past year? Probably the Emmy because he was there and I don't talk about my relationship that often just because it's something I like to keep sacred and safe. Nor do I like bring him out to be analyzed or, (laughs) or, um, you know, attacked by the world. He was there with me, which was one. We had had such a year, a, a year together, and he has truly been by my side and supportive every step of the way. So for him to be there with me at the Emmys and like 
helped me up to get my award. And to be able to thank him too was very special. Like that was that was definitely a special time. But I would say on a smaller level, sometimes it's it's little stuff. Like sometimes like me getting a couch that I really liked <laughs> was a big deal in our household. Like nailing a couch for me to sit on when I get home that has the right width for both of us to lay on it at the same time. <laughs> and also the cat. That's the kind of stuff that matters, I think, to us. <laughs> Got it. Well, with the Emmys, what was going through your head in that moment? First thoughts, I was just like, wow, uh, okay, I guess, like, first year. It's very rare that you get to actually experience that kind of thing in the first season. To be honest, I knew who I was in a category with. I felt very confident about my chances, and I felt good about the pilot for Abbott. Like, I... I felt like it was a good pilot. So it wasn't as shocking to me as it was just, wow, I'm really like winning an Emmy right now. That's crazy. Now what am I going to It was more like, what am I going to do now? Like, what do I, do I have to go to space? Like, what is next? That said, you walked up there and Jimmy Kimmel is laying down on the floor during your whole acceptance speech. Uh, did that take away from your moment at all? I am a comedian and like I know him and so mm -hmm. I just went along with it it just wasn't as big a deal to me but I've spoken about this before that doesn't change how people feel people felt like what they saw made them feel that way and that's just the way it is totally I mean I do think it annoyed fans because they just love you so much and want the best for you you've done so much with Abbott and for real life teachers you're a young black creator uh, there's a question what's the best part about being a black woman in Hollywood right now right now I really enjoy having the opportunity to like it sounds corny but get hype about the other ones uh if that makes sense. Like, I just saw Black Panther, and I was so... I appreciated Letitia's performance so much that it's a certain kind of excitement to watch someone be that good at their craft, period. But then when it's another Black girl, it's a sense of pride. For sure, for sure. Well, lastly, Quinta, you've done it all. You got the Emmy. Season two is already a hit. You just sat down with Oprah. But let's take it to the streets. What's been a fan interaction that's really stuck with you from this past year? I do have a little bit of a weird that I'm working through, but I've had it since like internet famous days of just a little like, what is the word? Social anxiety. So I don't really go out that much to places that are that public. The, the biggest risk I'll take is Universal Studios because I kind of feel like this is my turf. And <laughs> I, have no, I have no right to say that. But like, I don't know. I think I had a really interesting fan interaction at a party recently where a girl came up to me. It's sad, but it just put into perspective for me what a comedy can do. And she said a friend of hers had passed away and was watching Abbott, and she was watching Abbott with her before she passed away. And after her friend passed away, like one of the things her friend asked her to do was like to finish the show. And I was just like, and we're at a party, and now I'm crying at this party. <laughs> I was just like, part of me was like, why would you tell me that right now? But also like, I'm so happy you did that. So it's stuff like that that makes me just 
remember the power of a good show, but also a good comedy. Like we're not uh, Game of Thrones or like Handmaid's Tale. It's a 22 minute sitcom meant for everyone to enjoy. And I think the best thing I can hear about it is that everyone's enjoying it. Guys, tomorrow is December and the Christmas season is in full swing. Everywhere you go, it's lights and trees and, of course, music, which is why I had to share this viral Christmas ditty with you. A harpist who goes by the handle HarpistKT on Instagram shared this beautiful and impressive mashup she did of Carol of the Bells. Great. Love it. And the theme to the Pirates of the Caribbean. flawless. When I first heard about this video, I was skeptical, but as you can hear for yourself, it totally works. Just perfection. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I did. Well, we did it, you guys. We made it through another Wednesday together, through another November. Uh, Thanks, as always, for making us a part of your day and hearing about our people of the year. Hopefully, we made your coveted podcast of the year list. (laughs) All right. I'll be back with you tomorrow right here on People Every Day.